إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So continuing then on this section of the book where it is talking about the different types of du'as and supplications and remembrances that a person should do before sleeping. It now mentions, إِنَّ مِنَ الدَّعْوَاتِ الْعَظِيمَةِ الَّتِي كَانَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ يَحُثُّ مَنْ أَوَى إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ عَلَى الْمُحَافَظَةِ عَلَيْهَا وَلِعِنَايَةِ بِهَا مَا رَوَهُ مُسْلِمٌ فِي صَحِيحِهِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ So from the tremendous du'as that the Prophet ﷺ used to encourage uh, for the one who goes to bed, used to encourage that person to recite them and to guard over them and take care of them, one of those great du'as is what is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu qal كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يأمرنا إذا أخذنا مضجعنا أن نقول أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم used to command us that when we go to bed we say أن نقول اللهم رب السماوات ورب الأرض ورب العرش العظيم ربنا ورب كل شيء فالق الحب والنوى ومنزل التوراة والإنجيل والفرقان أعوذ بك من شر كل دابة أنت آخذ بناصيتها اللهم أنت الأول فليس قبلك شيء وأنت الآخر فليس بعدك شيء وأنت الظاهر فليس فوقك شيء وأنت الباطن فليس دونك شيء يقض عنا الدين وأغننا من الفقر That is the dua We'll go through the meaning section by section as we go through the explanation وَهُوَ دُعَاءٌ عَظِيمٌ And it is a tremendous dua. يَحْسُنُ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَيْهِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ عِنْدَمَا يَأْوِي إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ It is good that a Muslim guards over this supplication and says it every night when going to bed. وَهُوَ مُشْتَمِلٌ عَلَى تَوَسُّلَاتٍ عَظِيمَةٍ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى And within this dua, there are various statements that are a means of seeking that answer to your dua. They are the wasila that would help you for your dua to be answered because of the various mentionings 
of the rububiyyah of Allah in it. لِلسَّمَاوَاتِ السَّبْعِ وَلَرَضِينَ السَّبْعِ The mentioning of the seven heavens and the seven earths. وَلَعَرْشِ الْعَظِيمِ And the great throne. وَبِإِنزَالِهِ لِكَلَامِهِ الْعَظِيمِ وَوَحْيِهِ الْمُبِينِ بِأَنْ يُحِيطَ الْإِنسَانَ بِرِعَايَتِهِ وَيَكْلَأُهُ بِعِنَايَتِهِ وَيَحْفَظَهُ مِنْ جَمِيعِ الشُّرُورِ وَمُشْتَمِلٌ عَلَى تَوَصُّلُ إِلَى اللَّهِ جَلَّ وَعَلَى بِبَعْضِ أَسْمَائِهِ الْعَظِيمَةِ الدَّالَّةِ عَلَى كَمَالِهِ وَجَلَالِهِ وَعَظَمَتِهِ وَإِحَاطَتِهِ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ بِأَنْ يَقْضِيَ عَنِ الْإِنسَانِ دَيْنَهُ وَيُغْنِيهِ مِنْ فَقْرِهِ So there are many things mentioned in this dua regarding the lordship of Allah. And you mention all of those as a means to closeness to Allah as a means for your dua to be answered, mentioning the seven heavens and the seven earths, the great throne, and the revelation that he sent, and uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you from all evils, and within it also is some of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that indicate the greatness and majesty of Allah and that He encompasses everything. So you make this dua and then at the end you ask Allah for your loan to be paid and to remove you from any form of poverty you may be in. So we'll have a look at this dua now bit by bit, every section of it. At the beginning you say, Allahumma rabba samawati wa rabba al-ardi wa rabba al-arsh al-azim. You begin by mentioning the rububiyyah of Allah. O oh Allah, the Lord of the heavens, and the Lord of the earth, and the Lord of the great throne. Ay, ya khaliqa hadhi al-kainat al-azimah. وَمُبْدِعُهَا وَمُوْجِدُهَا مِنَ الْعَدَمِ You are calling upon the Creator of all of these things, the Creator of the seven heavens, the Creator of the seven earths, the Creator of the great throne, خَالِقَ هَذِهِ الْكَائِنَاتِ The Creator of all of these great creations, who brought them into existence from nothing. وَقَدْ خَصَّ هَذِهِ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ بِالذِّكْرِ لِعَظَمِهَا أو لِعِظَمِهَا وَكِبَرِهَا وَلِكَثْرَةِ مَا فِيهَا مِنَ الْآيَاتِ الْبَيِّنَاتِ وَالدَّلَالَاتِ الْبَاهِرَاتِ عَلَى كَمَالِ خَالِقِهَا وَعَظَمَةِ مُبْدِعِهَا And the reason why these items have been mentioned in specific the seven heavens, or the heavens, and the earth, and the great throne, because these are from the greatest of the creations of Allah. The heavens and the earth and the throne, they are from the greatest of the creations of Allah. And so they have within them many ayat and many clear proofs upon the perfection and greatness of Allah, the creator of these things, the heavens and the earth and the throne that is the ceiling over all of creation, they are great and tremendous uh, creations. 
and that indicates to you the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِلَّا فَإِنَّ جَمِيعَ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ صَغِيرِهَا صَغِيرَهَا وَكَبِيرَهَا دَقِيقَهَا وَجَلِيلَهَا that all of the creations, فَإِنَّ جَمِيعَ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ صَغِيرِهَا وَكَبِيرِهَا وَدَقِيقِهَا وَجَلِيلِهَا فِيهَا آيَةٌ بَيِّنَةٌ عَلَى كَمَالِ الْخَالِقِ سُبْحَانَهُ All of the creation, whether big or small, whether something very fine or something apparent, big, obvious, from all of the different types of the creations within them, is an ayah, is a sign upon the perfection of the creator of all of these things. And as it is mentioned, وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٍ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٌ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ الْوَاحِدُ That in everything there is a sign. In every creation, in everything, there is a sign indicating upon the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indicating upon Him, uh, upon His oneness. And that's why after mentioning, O Allah, the Lord of the heavens, the Lord of the earth, the Lord of the throne, you then say, Rabbal Arsh Al-Azim. The third, or before that, Rabbana wa Rabba Kulli Shay. After these things you mention, Rabbana, our Lord and the Lord of everything. Wahada ta'amimun ba'ada takhsis. Li'alla yuvanna anna al-amra mukhtasun bima dhukir. So you mentioned that general statement after having mentioned the specific ones. Rabbana wa Rabba kulli shay. Our Lord and the Lord of everything. And the Lord of everything. So that it is generalized to all of creation and nobody thinks that it is specific only to the heavens and the earth and the throne. But rather Allah is the creator and the Lord of everything in creation. So when you say, Rabbal Arsh Al-Azim, the Lord of the Great Throne, فِيهِ دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ Arsh. This indicates the greatness of the throne of Allah. وَأَنَّهُ أَعْظَمُ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ And that it is the greatest of the creations. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَنَّهُ قَالْ And it is mentioned in a hadith that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said مَا الْكُرْسِيُّ فِي الْعَرْشِ إِلَّا كَحَلْقَةٍ مِنْ حَدِيدٍ أُلْقِيَتْ بَيْنَ ظَهْرَيْ فُلَاتٍ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ that the footstool, the footstool of Allah compared to the throne of Allah is nothing other than like a ring, a metal ring thrown into a vast open land, into a vast desert, 
a small ring compared to that vast open land, the vast desert. That is the comparison of the footstool of Allah to the throne of Allah. وَإِذَا كَانَ هَذَا الْمَخْلُوقِ بِهَذِهِ الْعَظَمَةِ الْمَجْدِ وَالسَّعَةِ فَكَيْفَ بِخَالِقِهِ وَمُبْدِعِهِ سُبْحَانَهِ So if the throne of Allah is of this level of greatness, the throne of Allah as the ceiling upon all of creation, then that indicates to you what the greatness of the creator of that item will be even greater, even more majesty and might. وَقَوْلُهُ فَالِقَ الْحَبِّ وَالنَّوَى the one who brings forth the seeds and their growth. من الفلق وهو شق أي الذي يشق حبة حبة الطعام ونوى التمر وغيره لتخرج الأشجار والزروع. So Allah is the one who opens up these seeds and they grow in the earth and the trees and the the other forms of growth of shrubs and greenery, it all comes out from it. From those seeds that open up in the ground and then they grow. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who opens them up in that way. And they grow and they grow into these huge trees and other things. فَإِنَّ النَّبَاتَاتِ إِمَّا أَشْجَارِ أَصْلُهَا النَّوَى أَوْ زُرُوعِ أَصْلُهَا الْحَبِّ so as for these uh, 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 greeneries, these, these shrubs and these trees and other things, the origin of them all is that small seed that opens up and then grows in the soil. So these small seeds and these small uh, 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 items that grow and open up and then the seeds uh, expand from that in the soil and the water and then they grow into large trees and other things and initially they are a dry seed where nothing happens with it, a dry seed that doesn't grow or expand but then Allah causes that to open up and to grow in the soil and to become huge trees. وَفِي هَذَا آيَةٌ بَاهِرَةٌ عَلَى كَمَالِ الْمُبْدِعِ وَعَظَمَةِ الْخَالِقِ سُبْحَانَهُ So within that, within the way that these trees they grow, the shrubs and the greenery and other things, the agriculture as it grows out of the soil, there is within that a sign upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a sign upon the greatness of the Creator. As Allah said in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ فَالِقُ الْحَبِّ وَالنَّوَى يُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَمُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتَ وَمُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتِ مِنَ الْحَيِّ ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ فَأَنَّا تُؤْفَكُونَ that indeed Allah is the one who splits open these seeds 
and brings out life from the dead and dead from the living. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where will you go? وَقَوْلُهُ فِي هَذَا الدُّعَاءِ Then you say after that in this dua, وَمُنْزِلَ التَّوْرَاتِ وَالْإِنْجِيلِ وَالْفُرْقَانِ And the one who revealed the Torah and the Injil and the Qur'an, the Furqan. فيه توصل إلى الله عز وجل بإنزاله لهذه الكتب العظيمة المشتملة على هداية الناس وفلاحهم وسعادتهم في الدنيا والآخرة. So here you're mentioning these revelations of Allah as a means to your du'a being answered, mentioning the greatness of Allah and these revelations that He sent as a means to your du'a. Then eventually being mentioned and answered. So within those books was guidance for mankind, guidance for mankind and the success of mankind in this world and in the afterlife. وَقَدْ خَصَّ هَذِهِ الْكُتُبَ الثَّلَاثَةِ And the reason why these three books were mentioned in specific, لِأَنَّهَا أَعْظَمُ كُتُبٍ أَنزَلَهَا اللَّهِ because they are the greatest of the books that Allah revealed. وَذَكَرَهَا مُرَتَّبَةً تَرْتِيبًا زَمَنِيًّا And he mentioned them in the dua in chronological order. فَذَكَرَ أَوَّلًا التَّورَاتِ الَّتِي أُنزِلَتْ عَلَى مُوسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ So firstly the Torah is mentioned. That was revealed initially to Musa uh, at the beginning to Musa alayhi salam. ثُمَّ الْإِنْجِيلِ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ عَلَى عِيسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ Then the Injil that came afterwards to Isa alayhi salam. ثُمَّ الْفُرْقَانِ The Furqan which means the Qur'an which was revealed upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَفِي هَذَا دَلَالَةٌ عَلَى أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْكُتُبَ مِنْ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ وَأَنَّهَا مُنَزَّلَةٌ مِنْ عِنْدِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَأَنَّهَا غَيْرُ مَخْلُوقَهُ وَلِهَذَا فَرَّقَ فِي هَذَا الدُّعَاءِ بَيْنَهَا فَفِي الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ قَالَ رَبَّ وَفَارِقَ وَفِي كَلَامِهِ وَحِيهِ قَالَ مُنْزِلْ وَفِي هَذَا رَدٌّ عَلَى أَهْلِ الْبِدْعِ وَلَهْوَاءِ الَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ إِنَّ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ مَخْلُوقٌ تَعَالَى اللَّهُ عَمَّا يَقُولُونَ وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ so within this is an evidence that the books of Allah are the speech of Allah. And that they were revealed from Allah. And that they are not created. The books of Allah that were revealed, these books are not created. They were the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way that this dua is an evidence for that, is that the previous opening section of the dua it was mentioned, رَبَّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ and فَالِقَ الْحَبِّ وَالنَّوَى The Lord of the heavens and the earth and the throne and the one who opens up and brings about the seeds. That is all about being the Lord and the creator of those things. Whereas in this section it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. In this section it says, the munzil of the Torah and the Injil and the Qur'an. The one who revealed not the one who created, the one who revealed these books. 
So this indicates that they are from the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were revealed by Allah, His speech, His guidance to mankind, and they were not created. So it's a refutation upon the people of innovation and the people of desires who claim that the speech of Allah is created. This shows here it is not created. The word used is specifically the one who revealed those books, not created. ثُمَّ قَالَ بَعْدَ ذِكْرِهِ لِهَذِهِ الْوَسَائِلِ الْعَظِيمَةِ Then after mentioning all of these opening introductory sections as a means to the dua then being answered, you then say, أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ أَنْتَ آخِذٌ بِنَاصِيَتِهَا That I seek refuge in you from the evil of every animal that you hold by its forelock. وَهَذَا شُرُوعٌ فِي ذِكْرِ رَغْبَةِ الْإِنسَانِ وَحَاجَتِهِ وَمَطْلُوبِهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ سُبْحَانَهِ So now, in this section you start talking about the need of mankind, the desire of mankind, and the need of mankind to his Lord. You now highlight in this section of the dua your need to Allah and your poverty before your Lord. So you say, أَعُوذُ bika," That I seek refuge with you. You seek help or shelter and protection with Allah. مِنْ شَرِّ كُلِّ دَابَّةٍ أَنْتَ آخِذٌ بِنَاصِيَتِهَا From the evil of every beast or animal that treads upon the earth and that you have a hold of from its forelock. وَالدَّابَّةِ هِيَ كُلُّ مَا يَدُبُّ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ وَهُوَ يَشْمَلْ أَلَّذِي يَمْشِي عَلَى بَطْنِهِ أَوْ عَلَى رِجْلَيْنِ أَوْ عَلَى أَرْبَعَ It includes everything that walks upon the earth, whether upon its stomach, or upon its two legs, or upon its four legs. All of that, all of the creatures that walk upon the earth, then you are asking Allah here for protection from the evil of all such creatures. As Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, وَاللَّهُ خَلَقَ كُلَّ دَابَّةٍ مِّمَّا فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى بَطْنِهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى رِجْلَيْنِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَمْشِي عَلَى أَرْبَعٍ يَخْلُقُ اللَّهُ مَا يَشَاءٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ That Allah created all of the creatures from water. Some of them they walk upon their stomach and some upon their two legs and some upon four legs. And Allah creates as He wills. Indeed Allah is all capable upon everything. وَأَنْتَ آخِذٌ بِنَاصِيَتِهَا فِيهِ دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْمَخْلُوقَاتِ كُلَّهَ دَاخِلَةٌ تَحْتَ قَهْرِهِ وَسُلْطَانِهِ That you have, that you hold all of these creatures by the forelock. Meaning that they are all under your control. They are all under your authority. And you are the all-capable upon all of these creatures and you do as you please and as you wish uh, upon all of these creatures. It is mentioned 
in the Quran regarding Hud alayhi salam inni tawakkaltu ala Allahi rabbi wa rabbikum ma min dabbatin illa huwa akhidhun binasiyatiha inna rabbi ala siratin mustaqim that indeed I put my trust upon Allah my Lord and your Lord and there is not a creature except that Allah has it by its forelock, meaning that it is under the control and authority of Allah. Indeed, my Lord, uh, upon the straight path. ثُمَّ قَالَ مُتَوَسِّلًا إِلَى اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ بِبَعْضِ أَسْمَائِهِ الْحُسْنَ وَصِفَاتِ الْعَظِيمَةِ Then after that, you mention some of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all of this as a type of prelude, uh, an introduction into your actual dua that you are then going to be making. A part of which you have mentioned there, seeking refuge with Allah from the evil of all creatures. And then more of the dua that is going to come yet. So here now there is more mention of the, the names and attributes of Allah as a precursor to the dua that you are going to make. So you say, Allahumma anta al-awwalu falaysa qablaka shay. That, oh Allah, you are the first, and there is nothing before you. You are the first, and there is nothing before you. Wa anta al-akhiru falaysa ba'daka shay. And you are the last, and there is nothing after you. وَأَنْتَ الظَّاهِرُ فَلَيْسَ فَوْقَكَ شَيْءٍ And you are the most high and there is nothing above you. وَأَنْتَ الْبَاطِنُ فَلَيْسَ دُونَكَ شَيْءٍ And you are the close, so there is nothing of more knowledge and of intimate knowledge, of detailed knowledge than you. فَفِي هَذَا دَلَالَةٌ عَلَىٰ أَوَّلِيَّةِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَأَنَّهُمْ قَبْلَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ So this indicates clearly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the first and there is nothing prior to Him. وَأَبَدِيَّتِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَبَقَائِهِ بَعْدَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ever-living, nothing before Him, nothing after Him, and that He is the ever-remaining, وَعُلُوِّهِ عَلَىٰ خَلْقِهِ وَاسْتِوَائِهِ عَلَىٰ عَرْشِهِ And indicating the highness of Allah above His throne. The highness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above His throne. And that He was established or rose above His throne. وَفَوْقِيَّتِهِ And that He is above. وَأَنَّهُ الظَّاهِرُ الَّذِي لَا شَيْءَ فَوْقَهُ and that he is the most high, that there is nothing above him. وَقُرْبِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ مِنْ خَلْقِهِ وَإِحَاطَتِهِ بِهِمْ وَأَنَّهُ جَلَّ وَعَلَى الْبَاطِنُ الَّذِي لَا شَيْءَ دُونَهُ And that he is the closest, meaning the batin. Al-batin, that he is the closest and there is nothing closer than him. That he has the most detailed knowledge of course of everything and nothing has more knowledge at all. وَمِدَارُ هَذِهِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ عَلَى بَيَانِ إِحَاطَةِ الرَّبِّ سُبْحَانَةِ These four names, الْأَوَّلُ وَالْآخِرُ وَالظَّاهِرُ وَالْبَاطِنُ 
they indicate the all-encompassing or encompassment of Allah. That Allah encompasses you in every way, in terms of physically that you are encompassed by Allah in every way, and also in terms of time. Allah is the first and the last, nothing before Him, nothing after Him. So you are encompassed in time and you are encompassed in location. Allah is the most high and Allah is the most close. فَهِيَ إِحَاطَةً زَمَانِيَّةً وَمَكَانِيَّةً أَمَّا الزَّمَانِيَّةً فَقَدْ دَلَّ عَلَيْهَا إِسْمُهُ الْأَوَّلُ وَالْآخِرُ وَأَمَّا الْمَكَانِيَّةً فَقَدْ دَلَّ عَلَيْهَا إِسْمُهُ الظَّاهِرُ وَالْبَاطِنُ هذا مقتضى تفسير النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تفسير أكمل من تفسيره So this is what is necessitated by the explanation of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that Allah is the one who encompasses you in time and location. In time and location, you are a small creation only. And then at the end of all of that, you make this dua, اِقْضِ عَنَّا الدَّيْنَا That اِقْضِ عَنَّا uh, allow us to fulfill our debts, to fulfill the rights that we need to fulfill. هُوَ سُؤَالُ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى وَطَلَبْ مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ بَعَدَ تِلْكَ التَّوَسُّلَاتِ So now you are asking Allah for this, after all of those introductory points. اِقْضِ عَنَّا الدَّيْنِ اَيْ أَدِّ عَنَّا حُقُوقَ اللَّهِ وَحُقُوقَ الْعِبَادِ مِنْ جَمِيعِ الْأَنْوَاعِ That... Uh, fulfill for us the rights of the servants, or before that, the rights of Allah. Fulfill the rights of Allah that we need to fulfill, and the rights of the people from all types. And this therefore indicates to you that a person has no might, no power, no ability to do anything. Except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَغْنِنَا مِنَ الْفَقْرِ And enrich us. Take us out of any poverty. وَالْغِنَا هُوَ عَدَمُ الْحَاجَةِ It is to mean that you are in a state then when you do not have a need to anybody. You don't need to ask from anybody. وَالْفَقْرِ خَلُوا ذَاتِ الْيَدِ فَقْرِ means you have an empty head, an empty hand. You have nothing, you don't own enough, you have nothing, you're in poverty. والفقير هو من وجد بعض كفايته أو لم يجد شيئا أصلا. And the faqir is somebody who has a part of his need. He has a portion of what his needs are, but he does not have all of what his needs are. وَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ أَنَّ الدَّيْنَ وَالْفَقْرَ كِلَاهُمَا هَمٌّ عَظِيمٌ قَدْ يُؤَرِّقُ الْإِنسَانَ وَيَمْنَعُهُ مِنَ النَّوْمِ فَإِذَا لَجَأَ الْعَبْدُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَطَلَبَ مِنْهُ سُبْحَانَهُ مَدَّهُ وَعَوْنَهُ مُتَوَسِّلًا إِلَيْهِ بِتِلْكَ تَوَسُّلَاتِ الْعَظِيمَةِ فَإِنَّ نَفْسَهُ عِنْدَ إِذٍ تَسْكُنُ وَتَطْمَئِن and what is known is that when a person is in poverty or is in need, in financial trouble, 
financial difficulty, that it can be something of a great burden upon a person, that can concern you and worry you, and you lose sleep over it. So if, when you find yourself, if you find yourself in that kind of situation, in financial issues and difficulties and poverty, that you seek refuge with Allah, you return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Him for His aid and assistance, mentioning all of the Lordship of Allah in the introductory parts of the dua, mentioning the names and attributes of Allah, all of which is a means to your dua, more likely to be answered then. So you do all of that, and when you do all of that, and you read this dua before sleeping, then you sleep with a content heart, and a settled heart. Your heart will be sound and calm if you make this dua before sleeping and sleep upon that. لأنه وكل أمره إلى من بيده أزمة الأمور ومقاليد السماوات والأرض. Because you have then entrusted your affairs to the one who has control over everything. You are in poverty, you are in need, you are in financial trouble. You make this dua calling upon Allah, the Lord of the heavens and the earth and the great throne, the one who brings out all of the trees and vegetation, splits open the seeds, the one who sent down the revelations, the Torah, the Injil, the Quran, the one who is the first, the last, the most high, the closest. You mention all of those things of the greatness of Allah. And then you ask Allah to fulfill your debts on your behalf, to fulfill your debts for you, to have them covered, and the rights of Allah to be covered, and the rights of the people to be covered, and to remove you from poverty. When you do all of that, then you can sleep calmly after that. You can sleep with a content and tranquil and serene heart, after having made this dua sincerely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before sleep. And so you become calm, otherwise a person would be extremely stressed by these things, and it prevents him from sleeping, his thoughts are all over the place. You make this dua and you calm yourself upon that. لِأَنَّهُ Because then you have entrusted your affairs to the one who has control over all of the affairs. وَلَجَأَ إِلَى مَنْ أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ And you have sought refuge and protection and gone back to the one who simply says, Be and it is for an affair. كُنْ فَيَكُونَ That he says, Be and it is. As simple as that. He is the one you are calling upon. وَكَيْفَ لَا يَطْمَئِنُّ الْقَلْبُ وَقَدْ تَعَلَّقَ بِمَنْ هَذَا شَأْنُ and how could the heart of a person, the chest of a person, not become tranquil, not become at ease and in peace, when you know that this is the one you are calling upon, Allah, who controls all of the affairs, and in a split moment could change your whole circumstance for you, who has control over all of your affairs and all of your situation and everything that occurs. So when you make that dua sincerely to Allah, then financial issues and poverty and these matters, it brings calmness to you. Calmness knowing that you have entrusted your affair to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So that is the dua that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to make uh, from the duas before sleep. And so in this one you can see there are multiple introductory aspects to it. And then there is the issue of seeking refuge from the evil of all creatures and also asking Allah in regards to the affairs of your rights to Allah and the rights to the people and to suffice you from any poverty and take you out of that kind of situation. If a person truly reads these du'as, understanding their meaning and thinking about them, then certainly you will go to sleep with a peace and a tranquility and a serenity that you would not find otherwise. So we'll uh, conclude upon that one today. Uh, we'll start the new chapter next time, inshallah ta'ala, uh, with the next du'a. Uh, and then uh, after that, there's going to be some du'as that are read when you wake up in the middle of the night. If you suddenly wake up, then there are some supplications that can be done then too. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll start with those next time. Uh, we'll conclude upon that for now then. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم